All right, welcome back, everybody. This is our third episode of Lost Boys Presents Deep Cuts, the show where we take you deeper into Lost Boys Cypher Circle with some of the artists and get to pick their brains for a little bit a little bit more, for a little bit longer than I ha- get to have them on for the show. Uh, today, I have Neela McSwain. Um, she's a poet um, and, I would say, uh, activist. Um, you can follow her on TikTok. At Poetry Rose 42. Follow her on Instagram at Poetry Rose 1. Follow and follow her on Facebook at Neela McSwain. Um, how you doing tonight? I am doing well. <laughs> Great. So you before the uh before the show, you were telling me, um, and obviously I introduced you, you, you do stuff on TikTok. You were telling me you were making your TikToks. What were you What were you talking about tonight? Any Any anything particular or? Um, I normally try to do at least three poems, and then I always uh, go my intellectual side um, comes mm-hmm. out. So um, this side was talking about um, the seven deadly sins mm-hmm. and um, narcissism, um, this world, and also uh, about um, the Bible and how it's a grimoire of witchcraft. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, it, we, I've, uh, I've mentioned this on several episodes. Um, and I think I was talking about it on one of our other deep cut episodes that I've recorded with another artist is the Bible is so twisted because it is, I mean, first of all, the, the church was the government and the government has always been doing things for their own agenda. And so, I mean, even the original Bible is is nowhere to be found. You can't find the original Bible because it was written thousands of years ago in ancient Hebrew and translated by one guy who had an agenda and another guy who had an agenda. And just, I mean, it just became, so many things just became evil. I mean, there's no other word for it. Like, I, I, I would say that hanging witches um, or hanging women at the stake just because you think they they practice magic. I would call that pretty evil. And that was, and I think I talked about it uh, again. Another episode is the original line: "Suffer not a witch to live." Mm-hmm. Was not um, that that's not how it was originally phrased. It was originally phrased to describe someone who practiced um, harmful magic that was not beneficial but harmful to others. And then King James came along, and he just had the whole thing about witches and just. Um, but I heard something interesting about uh, the wi- the witch hunt the other day. I heard that there it, there was a possibility that these people were um, they were getting some kind of poisoning from the wheat that they um, were were there was I forget the um, the contagion or the or the uh, chemical in the wheat that caused it. Um, but it was like wheat and barley that was that was bad, and it quite possibly would cause these people to not only get super sick but also to hallucinate. Um, yeah. And somebody was saying on a podcast, and there's um, a documentary that I was l- looking up and watching on YouTube, um, where they were saying that there's a possibility that because of the hallucinations, that's where a lot of the you know you're a witch came from, is because these people would be you know, hallucinating and just seeing things. Yeah. Um, that's basically what I describe. Um, the reason why I call, I basically debunk the Bible and I normalize it. 
um, on uh, YouTube. When I, in 2018, um, I uh, got attacked with a witchcraft attack. And uh, we all know it as schizophrenia. So I've had the delusions. I've had the um, strong visions. And these things are all depicted in the Bible. And so over 2018 till now, I am literally um, explaining it from all the way from Hollywood to your politicians, to your churches, to your governments, and exposing it all um, and putting truth into it. Um, these writings are from ancient kingdoms that they molded into a book, which is what you would call a grimoire. And um, they taught the world hate because hate is financial. It makes money. Um, happy people don't make money. Um, loving people don't make money. So a lot of those things, um, you know, they they got put in the Bible, just like I suffer a witch not to live and things of that nature. We all have magic. We all have powers. We all have inner uh, strengths and inner superpowers and things of that nature. So um, teaching people that you're just born to sit and work, uh, you know, eight hours at a job, that's the sin uh, versus you're born to manifest your greatness. You understand? So if you're born, if you're told, let's say, let's say you, not only are you a dope ass poet, you know what I'm saying? But with your poetry, you could illuminate something um, peaceful or you could illuminate some healing and stuff like that. But you're taught something negative to uh, uh, stop your manifestation of your superpower. And you live in that. And then people think about, I, I can't hear you. For some reason, your microphone went off. Sorry, it's the, the mute button is touch screen. So if I touch it, oh. it, 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 it goes off. My bad. Yeah. Um, but no, that's literally what it is. It's a, it's a superpower, and it's and um, I sound like a broken record because I feel like I've mentioned this multiple times. But me too. There's this artist <laughs> I listen to, Tom McDonald. He has this song called Superman, and it's that's what it's about. It's about that we kind of have to be our own superheroes, and we have to save each other because no one's coming to catch the missiles. You know, no one's coming. Right. No one's coming to save us. You yeah. know, we're 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 in it, and and like you said, as artists. We have to, you know, essentially be superheroes and use our power to reach out to people and and save them. I mean, I I've talked about it many times before. Like art and whatever kind of art you practice is, it, it saves lives. It it, it it really does. You know, it, does. it can out, inspire. We have a negative um, nowadays kind of artistry is is selling stuff and and you know high-end products and things of that nature it's not really helping people it's causing mental illnesses you got people out there wanting to commit suicide you know and then there's some that's healing but the healing stuff gets you know put as oh it's just indie and it's something else when it should be mainstream because it's healing properties you understand so yeah <laughs> yeah I mean that and the, the and something you were saying before is you know they they kind what kind of reflects something I I was thinking about earlier is is they kind of they don't want us to be able to grow or heal they want to keep us you know they, yeah they want they want to keep us docile and and docile. That's you know what I mean yeah yeah, yeah. they and and oh, the best way to do that unfortunately is to get us to fight with each other yeah. so that we're not fighting with them. And that's the Bible. <laughs> and it's the, and it's, and it's dividing and conquering. And yeah. And like, that's, that's the thing is that the church government is mm -hmm. a relatively new idea. For thousands of years, 
the church was your government. The church yeah. was your government. The church yeah. was your God. The church was everything. It was the temple and it was just a temple for healing. It was a temple for healing and it was a place where uh, widowed mothers and things of that nature used to be able to get help. It was never about a pastor was the head and he gets to wall, roll around in million dollar um, houses and things of that nature while his well, wife. I mean, have you, I mean, these like, like car, like Cardinals, for example, I mean, you've, you've seen the, most people won't know what Cardinal is. Um, the best example I can give is if you've seen three Mouseketeers, mm-hmm. um, the, the, the Cardinal with the red guard in, in, in any version of three Mouseketeers, yeah. um, he like it, it was it was like and I obviously that's in France that's another country but it was the church was that's that was the kind of power they had you yeah. know what I mean the red car the, the, the what the church's people they had soldiers of their own and they could like they were like kind of like privatized military almost you know how we have those privatized militaries and those privatized um, prisons that people are making fortunes off of by the way which is a whole nother conversation but it, it was. It hasn't changed. It's the same. Yeah. There's it's still the privatized prisons. There's still privatized. Um, and change though, because it used to be that church was there to say, okay, this is an evil we need to exact off the earth. Period. It was never for the evil to manifest into something like this. And and that's the problem. The church has changed. It's changed from justifying wicked people and treating the innocent um, like trash. Like we feed right. our leaders. They don't feed us. They're in that position to feed us. We're supposed to be eating well. We're supposed to be sheltered. We're the ones who's supposed to be okay during earthquakes, hurricanes, and storms. They're not supposed to inflate prices so that we um, can barely afford a roof over our head. They're not there to um, inflate um, food when um, a snowstorm is happening. So they raise the prices 10%. um, Inflation is not even a real thing. You know, because uh, you're there, they're there to feed the people. And if they're not feeding the people, then they are the wicked on the earth that needs to be exacted from the earth. <laughs> oh my God, we, I, I mean, we don't, we don't give money to our own people. I mean, every, everything from the homeless people on the streets yeah. to, um, it, the the coast guard being one of the most underfunded branches of the military they they're the ones who protect our borders um to i mean hawaii when the fires in maui these yeah. those people got $700 one a one time payment of $700 yeah their every their whole land was destroyed what do you i mean what do you mean that is your leaders did what Absolutely nothing. And it's, and their job, just, their job is to do something. Their job is to make sure those people are sheltered, their homes are restored, not to charge them and, and loophole them on insurance claims and things of that nature. It's to protect the people. And if you're not protecting absolutely. the people, you don't need to sit in that seat. That's the way I look at it. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I mean, that's and that's the thing is they have these people in office right now that I mean clearly Biden's just a puppet. He can't even string a sentence together. He's just <laughs> but like you know the, he, he's just like a Jeff Dunham puppet. You know, but yes. but it's it's honestly the people behind the strings that concern or you know pulling the strings that concern me. That's it. And yeah, no, I, I really love that you use your platform and your voice to kind of uh, 
bring light to that and um, debunk. I mean, because it's not only just, I feel like the, obviously, you know, the Bible and Christianity has become so intertwined with our society and our government. And just like, it's, it's just part of like, if you are, if you are a different, if you practice a different religion, you are a minority. You are. Or, or be just, just be just for practicing another religion. Yeah. Or, and, and or you're, you're or, a if, or something else. And it's like, what? I mean, I feel like now more and more people nowadays, a lot, I mean, a lot of the people I have on my show are not Christian or not religious at all. They're um, what I would call spiritual, which, I'm you know, spiritual. they believe, you know, they believe in a force. They believe in an energy. Yep. They believe that they're, you know, energy resonates with the universe, which is that that's, that's kind of my belief. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't think, and I think that, um, like it just sounds silly to me when I just think of like God as a single entity or a, a person, because it just seems silly. Like I just picture some guy with a beard sitting in a chair and like, that just seems silly to me because I know that like, whatever that force is like it is so beyond being able like even having to have a physical form uh, uh fingers toe like it's so beyond that like it doesn't need it doesn't need a form you know what i, I mean it, and it, i just call it creation i actually have a poem talking about that um it's called elohim um and um that's what i says just one line from it i i am not god I am what manifests when God fails you. I'm the rebuilding when storms brew. I'm the thunder that roars to frighten you. I'm the tsunami that wipes out worlds. I'm not boy or girl. I am the I am until I take my stand. I am the I am. And, wow. and that, that's, you know, the, the poetry that I write. Because I, I write spiritually. You know, I see the pains and, and sorrows of this world. I connect with you. I connect with um, Cage. KHC, yeah, Caleb, yeah. You know, and especially when he was like, you know, I'm schizophrenic too. And then when I hear his poetry and things of that nature, that stuff comes out. I remember he said something like, um, it, it's when I'm writing, it's like it's a third person. It's like I'm kind of responding to um, the schizophrenia as well as writing myself because that's what your spiritual self is in schizophrenia. There's always another voice that you're kind of battling against. So, right. you know, in my poetry, it comes off like, you know, this is I'm battling this entity, but this is my artistic person coming out, you know? Right. So I, I felt him. I, I felt I, I was there. I was like, I was with you guys, horsemen. You know, I was like, yeah. Yeah, dude. He I mean, I, that's something I talk about all the time, too, is he uses he, he is like, um. You 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 you've seen all these multiverse movies that are coming out nowadays, right? All the you know the variants, and then they come to get like I feel like his mind is a multiverse movie. Yep. Like he's got like all the Spider Man up in there, and he's he's gonna love this when I when he watches this episode. But like he like he is he's like shattered dimensions, but they all but you know what is the thing that you learn when you watch all these movies? all these different types of Spider-Man or all these different variants of, of Loki or whatever, they all, you know, they have to come together yes. to do something amazing, do something incredible, do something impossible. Yeah. And that's what he does every time he writes, yeah. you know, I, I just, he, he, he's like Dr. Strange. He is the multiverse <laughs> of madness. Like he, you know what I mean? Yeah. He, he, he really out, is. It's like, yeah, I, 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 
when he was describing it and then when I, I was listening to his um rap song poetry you know it's like all in one I was just like I, I felt that because it does it feels like it's a third entity in the room with you that you're battling against and you're trying to keep your you're keeping your center because this is your spider-man your center mm -hmm. and then you got this one trying to diminish that's your spider-man so that's your um what's it called nemesis or whatever um right. that's the schizophrenia is your nemesis and then you you're fighting to keep going and you keep this uh I call it creation. Um, that, that's just the best way I could describe what a spiritual person believes. We just believe in See, bigger than whatever. And I feel like I feel like um, the schizophrenia, it doesn't near or any mental illness for that matter. It doesn't it, have to be your nemesis. It yes. can actually be your superpower. It, it you is. know, you can use it as your superpower right. instead of looking at, at looking as it as something to fight against you know, use it. And that's what he is. He, he has learned to do that. Caleb yeah. has, you know, cage has learned to do that and he's, he's gotten very good at it. Yeah. And, you know, um, but yeah, I think there, there, there was a train of thought that I, I had lost, but, Sorry. oh yeah. Uh, there was, there was something I was going to say, um, on the topic of, you know, the, just the universe and, um, I, I, for one, am, am a big proponent of we are not the only ones out there. There, there, there are other life forms. And, um, and I, there's, this, there's this funny song that I like where it's this rapper and this girl and they're arguing about like God and the universe. And she's like, he, she, he's like, you, you, you think that all of the life in the universe happens to be where you stand? What an enormous coincidence that shit would be. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. And then he, and like she's she's like she doesn't believe in aliens and he's just like uh, all I'm saying is like why can't God fuck with aliens? Like why can't like would you think we're the only ones that we're we're made in creation? And honestly, yeah. I think it goes deeper than I think that we are one of the most primitive um I think like I mean, I think that it's to them using sound waves to communicate is probably so primitive. They, I mean, I've heard, I've watched podcasts with Elon Musk where he is actively talking. He is actively right now. I mean, and developing software to make humans into cyborgs so that they can cybernetically connect with each other. This technology could heal, um, could make you, if you're blind, it could bring you your sight back. If you're paraplegic, it, give, it could give you your movement back. And it could literally allow people to interface, which I, this is scary, interface with each other without speaking, but just data I, can connection. I can I interject with that? It goes back to um, superpowers. It made me uh, resonate when you said Elon Musk. And it's kind of like going, because he's a billionaire, he can develop this. But naturally, me and you could be doing this naturally ourselves. And that's what they want us to have dormant. Our right. brain is only working at 10%, so they say. So unlocking our brain to work 15, yeah. work 20, me and you could naturally do this. They taught, and I mean, us, they taught us a primitive mindset, but yet we are that superpower naturally. You never know what we're capable of. I'm sure you have, do you, I'm sure you have a family member or multiple, you can finish their sentence or you can read their mind. Like, you know what they're thinking in that moment because you just know them so well and you have, you, you've established a, a neural link with each other. 
And it's something actually Elon Musk was talking about on one of the podcasts I listened to mm-hmm. is he was talking about how um, we already kind of are cyborgs. You know, when we don't have our phone on us, it feels like we have a missing limb. Like it, it is already a part of us. The only thing is the data transfer is okay. so much slow. Is The data transfer is slower. And the th- thing is, is when you are get connected with something mm-hmm. and every day and are very familiar with that, which like your phone or another person, you establish this neural link, which is it's partly, it's partly a, a muscle memory thing. Okay. Um, and it, and it's partly like your, your neural pathways, they kind of get ingrained in this certain path of like doing this certain thing every day. Like, you know, you go to work and you're just like, I can do, I, I can be tired as hell, almost ready to fall asleep and still ever do everything I need to do at work because, or, you know, you know, for some people playing video games, your brain establishes these neural links. Um, and and neural pathways where they're ingrained in you and so if we if we could develop that on like a higher level like you said where they say we're only using 10% of our brain yeah. we could develop that on a higher level like there's there's like no end to the things we could do it is ridiculous it's absolutely ridiculous like those things like cell phones and tablets and computers and TVs and stuff like that i think those are the things that also keeps us dormant those are the things that stop us from developing into our our spiritual selves like when they say there was a time of powers when i say there's a time of powers there's a time of witchcraft and things like that i talk about this on my tiktok like they taught us that witchcraft doesn't exist but yet we watch tv and we see them use a grimoire every day mm-hmm. on our favorite shows we see these things happening so imagine that mixed with the, with natural power like when i look at hathor and um, I started looking at her. That was the name. I, that was my first artist name before I uh, stopped and changed into Poetry Rose. But me identifying with that goddess is because that goddess identified with creation. It was the love of Ra. It was um, she was there. She was there for origin. Um, and then biblically, you would call her wisdom. Um, so these type of things is something I feel I'm a reincarnation of. So I'm trying to manifest into that powerful self and try to eliminate what I was taught in this world. And a lot of my natural self is coming out in my poetry. Like when I say schizophrenia, it's like, okay, you got that side, the nemesis side, but then you got your powerful side that you're walking into more and more every day, waiting for it to get unleashed. So waiting for this power to get unleashed. And it's like a power of creation. Like I believe my faith goes with creation. I believe I can move mountains. I could walk on water. I believe I can manifest rain. I believe those things. I really believe I can grow vegetation. If I believe those things, why can't I do them? It's right. about unlocking the power. It, it, it absolutely. I mean, there is countless evidence of that. I yeah. mean, it, there, there, and, and people always go to the, the, the Buddhist monk monk example where these crazy little Asian dudes are just splitting brick walls in half and just mastering their body and their mind in such a crazy way. But I mean, um, even like, uh, there's a, he's a magician, but he's also a stunt artist and a very like, um, he, David Blaine, obviously everybody knows David Blaine. He has done some of the most like insane and, 
if you watch some of Chris Angel's stuff back in the day too, but David Blaine, one of the recent things that I heard about, and I don't know how long ago he did this, but he stood on this like pole, mm-hmm. um, like uh, on a pole, like in the, um, I don't know, what do you call it? Like swan or no, uh, whatever that pose is called where you p- lift one leg up and hold it like this. Oh, okay. It's like a, a crane or whatever. Crane, that Yeah, that's it. The, okay. the crane pose on, on a pole for, I think it was like 36 hours or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And that just takes such an insane mastering of the body and mind. Yeah. And if, I mean, just a stage performing, yeah. you know, magician from, if he can learn to master his body and his mind like that, like it, it, it is, it, there's kind of, like I said, there's countless examples of it. Uh, most of them are those, those stunt artists like Houdini. He was definitely, and I mean, Bruce Lee too. Yeah. Bruce Lee. These people are on another level of, of consciousness, not just like, they're not just physically, um, better and more more advanced it's be, they've be able, been able to reach these physical levels because they've gotten their mind yeah. um straight yeah i they actually I, the water they poison water they poison the food they poison almost everything so imagine why are they poisoning us you know i was oh my god so i watched i, I don't know what it's called because uh, it's one of those shows that my girlfriend puts on and then i pretend like i don't like it and then i sit there and i'm like and so but it's this show where they bring um millennials or gen whatever whatever the newest like they're they're just turning 18 or whatever um now i'm 22 so i'm not far behind but they bring basically my generation um out in they tell that and they're all rich and spoiled though they're all rich spoiled and they bring them out into nature Mm. like they bring them out into on a secluded island they can't have you know it's like survivor basically with stuck up kids. Um, and you get to see like their whole personalities change and it's not just the isolation. It's, you know, their diet as well as, you know, them, them, their being removed from society and just having to, I mean, because I think that we weren't meant to, like New York, Chicago, we weren't meant to be packed up like that. No, we weren't meant to be packed up like no. that. No. You know, and and when own you when you own vegetation, that's how we're supposed to live. Um, yeah, or to manifest things. Yeah, but yeah, you. I was watching. I was watching these kids just go from like, you know, stuck up, you know, preppy douchebags mm-hmm. you know to like finding their humanity yeah. in in nature and it, and it's not like like i said it's also i believe that it was the diet it's the diet that they switched to as well yeah you know like you were saying with the with everything the the chemicals and there is shit being pumped into our veins yeah. literally um and it's poison and it's distracting us and and i think that these shows where like survivor or where they just go out into nature you've you've always kind of you you kind of get to see these people's humanity come out and you right. and, and it's not always you know the good side of their humanity it's sometimes the bad but you you yeah. you get to see the the humanity in these people and, and and it shows you how toxic our society is exactly um exactly yeah on yeah. A, on an insane level. 
but I love seeing stuff like that. You know, it, it's, um, I always say my natural superpower is I can see spirits. Like I could see, um, not actual spirits, but I can see your spiritual self, like, um, anxiety, anxious, mental illness, um, those type of things. It's like, I can just see you. Um, I'm a natural empath, which was something I was led to, uh, in schizophrenia land because empaths don't know that they're empaths. Um, but I was led to it that I was, I'm an INFJ personality trait. And it's, um, basically, uh, a trait where if, if like right now, even talking to you, it gives me anxiety because I, I'm not used to letting people in and stuff like yeah. that. So like, these are things that manifest in my poetry. These are things that manifest in, um, you know, a movie I'd be writing or something like that. But, mm. um, saying the opinions like I, I'm not sure how to articulate them to you but I think I'm getting um, I'm relaying them pretty well but I was led to that's my personality trait like if people actually sat back and listened, you know I could actually change the world and then there's you know my Hulk side you know my um the Harley Quinn poem or the um, right women right. action poem you know that side that comes out like it, it's fire um so and I've uh, I, I will say you you couldn't tell because you are a, an amazing speaker and you 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 like very very well you give very speeches very well i and i see all the um i don't have time to comment on all of them but i see all the posts that you put out on my lost boys page poem after poem like and just like you have you you are very good at speaking very very good at getting your point across very good at relaying it and, um, yeah, your superpower is, is amazing. Oh. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think that like e step, stepping out of our comfort zone yeah. and doing things that make us feel anxiety is where is going to make us better. It, 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 like, since I started doing the show, like the show gives me massive anxiety. I am very familiar with the feeling that you're talking about. Okay. Uh, doing this show, I mean, putting myself out on the internet at all, it gives me massive anxiety. I'm not, it's yeah. not, um, for me. I'm not, uh, I'm not, a, I think I said this at some point before, but I'm not a Howie Mandel, you know, I, and I'm never going to be, nobody can be Howie Mandel, but I'm never like, I'm not a host. I'm not an internet personality uh, as they would say. <laughs> and that's how, that's, that's, that's just how I see it. it. But like, I try my best because I don't know. I, I was, I just, I was on some other shows. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was like, it wasn't necessarily hubris where I was like, I think I can do this better. It was more like, you know, I think that I can do this different. And I think that, you know, some of these people aren't bringing, um, what I could bring to this and, 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 and getting what I could get out of it. Yeah. Um, as far as, you know, just going, I, I feel like my show, even the regular show, not just the deep cut show, we, yeah. we go deeper than a lot of typical radio shows or poetry shows or whatever. And those shows are amazing and great. Um, because they, they do their thing very well. You know what I mean? They do what they have. Like, you know, we're not American Idol and nobody's going to be American Idol because American Idol does what they do right. very well. Right. You know what I mean? Um, and I think it's the same thing with, with this show is like, I am able to kind of, I want to say reach people on a different level. I don't want to speak for everybody who's ever been on my show, but the majority of people that I talk to, 
feel very like just the, I, I'm a, for some reason I'm able to make them feel comfortable and just bring a vibe out where it, it makes people feel more open to being open. Right. Um, and I think that I, at least 95% of my guests and audience are introverts. Uh, and I, again, I don't want to speak for everyone, but that's, mm-hmm. that's probably a pretty close statistic. Yeah. Um, that we're a, a bunch of introverts and that's why, I mean, that's why it's called lost boys. I always do it on the wrong side. That's why it's <laughs> called lost boys, you yeah. know, because we're all, we're all lost. We all, we all kind of feel lost in the world and kind of feel it's a place to come be lost together, you know? Exactly. Like Neverland, you know, <laughs> it is. And you're, yeah. you're a phenomenal host. Actually, you bring out the best in people. You're very encouraging. And I say, when you have that moment where you, um, you kind of just seen the holes and you seen your entry into a world where this is your table. You understand you, you bring what you bring to your table and it is that comfort. It is that safe space. Um, it's not always um, commercialized, but it's real. And you right. bring that, you know, you bring that. That's why I, I was tagging you in um, other poetry uh, pages and stuff like that. Like, you know, if you want a safe space to uh, talk or relay your poems and, you know, just to communicate, you know, this is a perfect show to come and be on. And to hopefully yeah. grow your audience even more because, I mean, you deserve that, you know. It, yeah. It, and that's and that's why, again, that's why I started doing this deep cut thing. Because I, I was thinking, I was like, you know, first of all, there's there's some artists in particular, and I I messaged them all immediately. You were one of, obviously, the first three because you you know this is the this is our third episode that I've recorded. So, um, my plan is um I'm I'm going to you know they they're pre-recorded, so I'm going to release them you know as extra content down the line in the next few weeks. Um, once I do some editing and whatnot, but again that's why i wanted to do deep cuts because like it you know the the flyer don't get me wrong the flyers are awesome mm-hmm. you know the poet poetry is amazing right. you know and the and i obviously i did do your introduction um for the sake of it right. but i kind of just wanted to strip away all the little trappings you yeah. know of the show all the little like oh you know i have to get all set up for this you know i have to have you know, my intros in front of me, I have to, because it, it distracts me from focusing on the person and, yeah. and the conversation and just, you know, getting, go, you know, going, going into detail with, you know, what we're talking about. Um, and yeah. like, I just, you're going to see these, you're going to see these deep cut episodes and they're, they're, um, I think that it's going to probably be one of people's favorite things. I think, it, so. it, I think, it, I think it really is because it's a, like, it's more, um, and my show is already very, feels very personal, at least to me. I, I mean, I sit, I sit, I make it feel personal cause I sit in my living room in my comfy chair and I'm just like, so it kind of feels like I'm hanging out in my living room with my friends. So, yeah. but it, um, you know, the goal of this show is to kind of make it more personable. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I think people are really going to like that. I, I, um, I, I really, really do. So, when I did message you and and I, you, I had asked you if there was anything that you maybe wanted to talk about. One of the things you mentioned um, was... Now, correct me, correct me if I'm phrasing this wrong, but um, I believe... You were saying 
you wanted to kind of talk about um, the the gatekeeping aspect of art and poetry and how some people are think that it should only be created and released in a certain specific way. And then the, the other perspective side of that is that you can do whatever the fuck you want because artistic expression is artistic expression. And that nobody like, for example, with, with, you know, um, new age bands or whatever, no, no people should be, you know, kind of gatekeeping the industry. Like, yo, you can only release things a certain way. Um, so I guess I'll, I'll start off an example that I had not too long ago. I had a guest on the show who, or I was gonna, going to have a guest on the show. He was invited on the show. He was scheduled in the group chat. Okay. Um, and he will not, I will not, he will rename, remain nameless because okay. he has threatened to sue. Um, yeah, he, yeah. He's a little wacky, but okay. everybody knows who I'm talking about. <laughs> There's, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, uh, in, in private message, but okay. so he was scheduled to come on the show and, uh, late night before the show, he was in the group chat. Um, and we had a couple self-published artists in the group chat. Um, and he was kind of shaming them, um, for, for being self-published and saying that the self-publishing industry is dead. It has no place in the, whatever in, in today's society, the, you're the only way you're going to get, he was a traditional, like very hardcore traditional publishing and is very hardcore gatekeeping, very hardcore. And he was in fact, very wrong. Um, and you can, any a simple Google search will show you that he is very wrong. Right. Independent publishing is bigger than it's ever been. Right. Um, period. End of story. Independent music and independent publishing are bigger than they have ever been because yeah. the internet is bigger than it has ever been. Right. So not only was he wrong, but he was also rude. Um, and I told him that I had to, you know, reschedule him for a different show. I didn't kick him off. I just said I had to reschedule him for a different show because these other artists felt insulted and didn't feel like tonight, you know, that night was going to be a good vibe with him on the show. So right. he responded by insulting me, being rude to me, calling me names and threatening to sue me if I used his name or picture anywhere. Um, and oh. yeah, I mean, I, I used a lot of, ex I, I mean, I used a lot of examples both in the music industry. Um, and with like, I, I, you know, I was talking about, you know, the situation with Taylor Swift and how all her music got, you know, stolen by freaking mainstream publishing. And, and I also, one thing I had mentioned was, um, I don't know if anybody's ever read Huckleberry Finn. Um, but, um, he was writing independently. Um, he was, a, he was a self-published author and that was over a hundred years ago. Right. So, I mean, how can you tell me that independent, independent publishing isn't, hasn't ever been, you know, and, and he was also, he was also saying, um, you know, something about like vanity publishing, which is completely different than self-publishing. Um, but it's, it's, yeah, it, there, there's distinct details, but I won't get into it. Yeah. And he was just, yeah. Um, just those <laughs> he was so rude and um but those are the people that kind of um hold us back 
as a society and like artistically. Yeah, uh, I was just gonna say that because he didn't, you know, it's okay to, but it's about, um, you know, to awake um, versus somebody. Um, I, I don't do to offend, I do things to educate and also bounce off, and maybe you can educate me. So it's right. the fact that he was so offensive about it and he had to degrade other people in order to make himself feel good and then call them vanity publishings or whatever versus, um, uh, you know, being discovered, I guess, um, which is kind of like um, what was happening in the in the actual industry, like uh, in Hollywood, you can say, you know, the reality star versus, you know, the normal discovered um, actress, actor, singer and all that stuff and how um, social media kind of eliminated the um, the fight, I guess, to get um, seen. But um, it doesn't mean you work any less. It doesn't mean you work any more. It just means um, you figured out the new way because, you know, we're forever evolving people. So the new way is just social media. So you figured out the social media hustle, you know, those type of things. And you figured out if you have talent, you have talent. Um, there are people out there who, you know, just do things to, um, you know, degrade themselves. But key word, it's themselves uh you know in order to get on but it's themselves um that has right. no um inkling on your shine whatsoever um you will shine through regardless um when you have talent so i i don't believe in people who do that when i mean um gatekeeping i mean um there are those who uh i, I can't really say gatekeep the shine because the shine will happen regardless uh, nobody can gate a shine that's just meant to be um, that's just, like I said, I believe in the universe. That's just what it is. So whatever's meant to be is going to happen regardless of what you try to do. Um, but, um, gatekeeping, like how somebody relays their art and it, that came from, uh, you sent me a private message about uh, a poem you wrote. And I remember it was like based on, um, like Christmas holidays. And you were like, um, uh, the, it was, it was called a uh, letter to Santa, but yeah. Santa, yeah. The line you Go ahead. What was the line you were uh, referencing? You were the ho, ho, ho. And you were like, does that sound offensive and stuff like that? And I'm like, wait a minute. You know, the metaphor for me, it was totally different. It may not even be what you were trying to relay. But when I read it, that's what I heard it as. I was like, I thought it was it, it was good. You know, I was that's, like. That's really funny. Because I, I so I, I did make the executive decision and decided not to um, use it in that week's episode. But. Okay. It is great that like it's on here because like this is deep cuts. Yeah. Um, and you know, a, a, another thing that, you know, what I, I, I'm going to like to start doing is kind of sharing the behind the scenes of s sort of how this art gets created. Yeah. Um, and yeah, no, I mean, okay. So there's two reasons I cut the ho, ho, ho line. Okay. And it, and the first reason was because to some women it could sound degrading or offensive and you know i did talk to a lot of my female audience and they seemed okay with it and and honestly the majority none of them said yeah don't put that in um it was actually just one one of the male artists that i was talking to that was was speaking out against it and having concerns about it and and i you know i'm glad he did because you know at first i didn't think about it but you know so that was the first reason i took it out the second reason was because it was also too similar to a line in a song by Dax 
that um, is also very is on the same similar topic. It's a Christmas song, um, and it was I think it's called The Grinch, um, and he uses that same line, ho ho ho, like and and it was kind of the same cadence too. And I was like, eh, it's a funny line, but one, I don't want to insult people, and two, I don't want to rip someone off. And so I'm just gonna leave it out. And and I changed it to something about I said I I think I just changed it to like um, girls girls um, in bikinis giving me dances or something like something like that. Some, some like, you know, instead of ho, ho, ho's, like I changed it to just girls and like, it was still the same imagery. Like we were on a private jet and girls were dancing. Like that was the image I was trying to get across, but I, I didn't have, and it was, you know, it, you have to hear the song to know what I'm talking about. But basically one of my wishes for Christmas was a private jet with girls dancing. And that was the image I was trying to, um, get across, yeah. um, because it was the letter to Santa. Um, and you know, obviously the ho, ho, ho line would have been funny, but it just, it didn't seem like enough reward. Like for, it wasn't an, it wasn't enough payoff to do it. It was more risk than it was reward for me, mm. um, to you, to use it, to use it. I, I, I feel like using it could have, could have hurt me and could have hurt others, but not using it didn't really hurt me that bad at all. So, you know what I mean? It's like, it's better to, it's better to just not do it and you won't really be affected by it at all. You know what I mean? Okay. Cause I, piece uh, that you wrote, uh, the way I um, interpret it was like a, um, kind of like a, 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 an, an oppressed man or a working class man saying, Hey Santa, you missed my house this year. And these are the things I want. And these are the things you better bring me because I work hard. I do that. You know, I'm out there just like everybody else. And I think so when you said that, ho, 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 you know, I was just like, I understood it as like, do I have to be a ho, ho, ho? Or do I, you know, how do yeah. I gifts? You know, how do I get, why do you keep missing my house annually? You know, those that's ex- I mean, yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly what it is. It's exactly okay. what it is. Okay. And, um, so it was partly inspired by, um, you know, Dax's The Grinch, which is basically a letter from The Grinch um, to Santa um, and also Hollywood for he called he says uh, he, he says Universal uh, made a movie about his life and then cast Jim Carrey instead of picking him. <laughs> and he, he wants he wants Universal to call his lawyers. <laughs> but because in the music video, he's all dressed up like Jim Carrey was in the movie, and it's really funny. But so it was partly inspired by that. And then it was partly inspired by um oh shit, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> That's the weed. Oh, oh, oh another song when uh, it was kind of it's a comedy song that I heard when I was younger, and it's called uh, it's kind of an offensive song, but it's called Santa hates poor kids. <laughs> and it's, it's very, it's, it's, it's meant to be kind of insulting, it, offensive. It, yeah. It's kind of like, and, um, but it is, it, it is kind of, it is kind of a funny song. Um, but it, it was like some of the concepts that he talks about in it. Um, just, uh, it, it, it was kind of like, Huh, that's funny. Like, you know, lower class people, like, they must think that Santa either they their kid they don't like and I I'm not saying that like I'm saying like 
people who literally can't, they literally can't even get their kid like, you know, one oh. toy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know, I've, I've, and I've, and I, I've been very broke, but I've never been like, I've never been that low, fortunately for me. And that, that is, you know, amazing. But I have lots of friends who have, and I know lots of people who have, and I just, and like the, it was just an interesting concept, even though it's meant to be a funny kind of insulting song or whatever, is that like, you know, like Santa, if he were real, does it like it would kind of seem like he doesn't like those kids he only brings them to the he only brings and and the richer you are the better the better gifts you get and it kind of goes to show how society is is kind of how the rich get richer and the poor get poorer um and, and and it's it's a very like and that's part of what i was trying to symbolize in the song too it, it you know what i mean is like you were saying you know a working class man you know, which I am who just, what, you know, struggles with money and whatever is just like, Hey Santa, like bring me some shit, yeah. you know, I deserve that. I mean, you know, but, and, and, but there were a lot of things that I touched on in there. It wasn't just material possessions. There was a lot of, you know, I went back and forth between like, Oh, you better bring me some cars and some jets and some, and then it was like, you better bring my family some health and some, you know, whatever, like, you know what I mean? Like they, I need, uh, I think I started the piece off by saying like, I need some food for the rent. I need some, uh, or I need some money for the rent. I need some food for the kid or something like that. Um, but you know, it, it was, it, yeah, it was a very, it was a reflection of our society and the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. And I just thought what better way to show that than Santa. I mean, especially around Christmas time. When I read it, it landed. I, I was like, I, I, I get it. I, I was the advocate for the ho, ho, ho. Cause I felt it. <laughs> You know, I was like, you keep it in there, but you know, you. I appreciate it. that. It's cool, you know. I I get it, you know, because you do. You don't want to be. Um, I guess that's what I was talking about. Um, artistic wise, because you know there there are those artists out there. Um, who um, like to invoke, you know, like I said, superpower. Um, drug use. Um, suicidal thoughts. Uh, main anxiety. Um, you know, detrimental music, detrimental artistry versus um illumination of beauty and growth and light things of that nature. I think you're right. Yeah. But I think there's a fine line there because I think there is a there is a way to make songs with those topics. Mm -hmm. Drugs, anxiety, depression, you know, um all of the uh, the things you just made like uh the the biggest 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 uh, sorry, fumbled <laughs> over my words. The biggest example I can think of is Juice World. He talks about all those things in his music, but, um, and I mean, if you've ever heard him speak in any interviews and he says in a lot of his songs, and if you actually listen to his music, it is not meant to be detrimental. These are the, actually the things that he's going through in his own life. And I mean, right. Because I mean, it, it, he was singing about drinking codeine because he was drinking codeine to kill the pain like that. Like he literally says that and it, it is. So, and, yeah. and so here's the thing is that's the difference between juice world. Right. And then these kids who listen to juice world and do it because it's, because it's fun and they don't understand that juice world's doing it because he's fucking sad. Yeah. And yeah. he's, do, and he's not, and there's a song out right now. And of course, rest in peace to juice world. He's not with us, but, um, the Eminem got the rights to some of his music and made a song and it's called lace it. Um, and it is, and 
if there has ever been two people to listen to about not taking drugs and not ruining your life, it's probably Eminem and Juice World. The two people who have made their entire entire half of their career or the majority of their career talking about using drugs and doing crazy shit on drugs. Yeah. And this is a song about being careful and not and not uh, the chorus is uh you know it's it's obviously it's one of those poppy catchy it's roll it up lace it pop a few to chase it um something like that uh, and then but Eminem's verse um and I won't bore you down with the entire thing but the ending verse kind of wraps everything up perfectly and it's one of like the best verses that are like lines that i've heard and he says um to the younger generation i ain't lecturing you but man just be careful when you and then juice world comes in with the roll it up lace it pop a few to chase it and it is it is and and juice world has a verse in it too where he in hit you know they both do it in their own unique styles but kind of outlines you know his own loss and like he's like don't do 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 as I say, not as I do. You know yeah. what I mean. And yeah. Eminem outlines. He's like, um, I was my 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 escape was narrow. You know, he because he if the paramedics told Eminem in two thousand seven, whenever he collapsed and you know went into rehab for like four years or whatever, um, they told him that if he had, uh, this was like back in two thousand seven, if he had made it to the hospital less than two hours later he would have died like they they wouldn't have they wouldn't have been able to bring him back his heart did stop and he was just it was mostly valium but he was just taking everything painkillers this that like anything and he he escaped he's been sober for 13 years now um and unfortunately juice world was not as lucky um but Everybody go listen to that song, Lace It, because it is, and I, I, I can't stress this enough, if there are any two artists to listen to about not doing drugs and like taking care of yourself and like being careful with what you pop and snort and smoke, it's those two. It's definitely those two, you know, because they know, they know, they know, they know, they know how bad it is. Yeah. But, yeah. I- that's the stuff because because the machine, what the machine does is exploit it. They exploit the drugs. They exploit the uh, detriment of it all, and they don't um, um, up the pains of these artists. You know what I'm saying? It's it's, it's like Amy Winehouse. It's like um, um, all the Jimi Hendrix. You know all these artists. Cobain, yeah. Way too soon because of the exploitation of their pains because their trauma never got healed. You know, um, it wasn't just enough that their dreams started coming true. Um, their trauma was never healed from that dream coming true. It was kind of like it's exploited. You know, look at this person. They're an alcoholic. Look at this person. They're, they're doing all these drugs. So the machine illuminates that, you know, illuminates the, what'd you say, lace it, uh, you know, that line. Yeah, they, right, exactly. Yeah, versus um, this artist talking about the trauma that they went through in their past as a kid, as a teen, and, you know, those type of things. Like Eminem, um, I guess his, uh, his I, I was uh, 18 years old when he first came out, and I remember myself sitting on the couch, and it was his very first um, video, and remember, I'm- Hi, a, my I'm, name is, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm 43, so- 
this was during a time where I grew up with the vanilla ice. So when I seen Eminem, I was like, oh, this is just another, you know, white right. boy. Right. But I'm a person, I listen to words. I listen to lyrics. I listen to things like that. So I was listening to his lyrics. I said, oh, wait a minute. This boy got flow. You know, mm -hmm. he's not just your little typical, you know, little. And then you seen him manifest and it was like, oh, okay. You know, into, into arguably one of the biggest things that has ever been like that from absolutely nothing from literally from a speck of dust yeah. from a speck of basically. And, and, and I'm not, and I'm not, don't get me wrong. I'm not calling Eminem a God, but I think that celebrities or people in that big of a, not only social and economical status, but that big of a talent uh, bracket like his his ta whether you like his music or not and i have said this and i will say this a billion times and there's a, a m many artists that i will say this about whether you like their music or not you you can't deny their talent you, you can't there, there's undeniable talent like it's like tom brady like if you even if you don't like the patriots you can't deny that he's one of the best that's ever played the game because it's uh, just a, yeah. like the, the stats are there this yeah. like the stats are there just like with these music with these music artists like eminem like you can't like he is undeniably one of and but it's it's yeah he was and everybody's like oh yeah he was produced by dre who was already the biggest yeah but he is so so far surpassed dre far surpassed yeah. Dre's level of fame and i do, there there's hard work there there is i mean i mean eminem there everybody who's ever worked with him in the studio you can look up interviews um he treated it like a nine to five job he right. would go in go in and he's he, he freaking uh i think it was like jay-z or or akon or somebody showed up to work with him like past five o'clock called him was like hey where you where you at he's like i'm going home man i'll see you tomorrow like i'm not coming yeah, no like, like it's, yeah. a, it's a job and 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 i right. th and i think that's like i think there's something to be said about um looking at you know yeah this, I, that's what i call it this, you can be fan yeah, girl, I, 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 that, but they're artists and this is a nine to five job. And what you do is a reflection. Your professionalism uh, speaks volumes. <laughs> so just to know yeah, that that's wonderful. I told my coworkers when I left work tonight, uh, I was like, I, I'm just going to my second job. Like this is, I'm not right now. We're not profiting off of it. We're not making any money. Um, actually, um, I'll, I'll give you, give you a real deep cut. We're not even breaking even. Oh my god. I'm I'm spend I'm spending money on this show at the moment. But we have received a few donations and there's okay. other things coming down the line that um hopefully will start moving us in that direction. Um and eventually what I want to start doing is putting once I establish a big enough audience that is willing to pay for something like that, okay. uh, you know, putting um these extra episodes or whatever, or making whatever extra content and putting on Patreon. And that's one of, that's one of the steps that, you know, I'll, one of the things that I'll give away that we're going to start moving towards at some point. Okay. But, um, I need to start yeah. myself on those things because I'm not, um, it like is, I said, I'm just new to this because I stepped out for a very long time. Me too. Time. I have, so I'm just, new. I've just been studying. I, I, I've just been studying and trying to, it, it is so much work because like I have to learn how to edit videos. I have to learn how to, you know, I, I have to learn all about mics and different, like I didn't know, I didn't even know the, you know, the type of mic I was using was wrong 
for podcasting. You know what I mean? I got a, I got an entire new mic and a new mic stand. Um, and I'm just, there's a lot of things this year that I'm doing to kind of upgrade me, my life and my show and the way things operate. And it has all come as a result of the show. And in particular, like you and, um, Poetless Shakespeare and Cage and so many other artists has given me like so much motivation, especially in this new year to just like push harder than I've ever been. Yeah. And it's just like a, such a return of energy because I feel you guys getting it back because like, I mean, I scheduled Cage for every month this week and he's just pump, pumping out songs like it's nothing. Yeah. Like it's like it's freaking he's like Willy Wonka and they're just chocolate bars just flying at my face. <laughs> <laughs> like I literally it, it it's and and it, and I mean that song we're in a um, world of pure imagination one of my favorites and it and it really makes me when I think of my art mm-hmm. and I think of just zoning out and creating that and feeling that artistic energy from other people and right. from myself and from the universe or whatever like. I just feel like if my life were a movie, that song would be playing while I'm writing. Okay. You know what I mean? With, with, I think his name's Gene Wilder. Uh, oh, okay. whoever, I forget whoever played the, the Willy Wonka. Uh, he's, he's dead now. He's dead now. So rest in peace. Um, but yeah, no, amazing. Like I just pictured that he would be singing that because it is, it is a pure, it is a world of pure imagination. It's, it's it's a world where you can create things that seem impossible and out of like just crazy, like a wall that you can lick and and taste every flavor or a river of chocolate or, you know what I mean? Like that's, I feel like we are, we are like that. We're kind of like Willy Wonka. We're creating these amazing creations just, you know, and that's just like, just because we, just because we can, just because we have, the artistic ability to do it and the the power to do it. And not only that, but like, I love artists that, and we're kind of talking about the gatekeeping thing, how some people think it should be made a certain way. Mm-hmm. And I love gar- artists who just like to have fun, just put a line in there or, or whatever, because it might not be the best line ever, but it's a fun line. It just, uh, yeah. it, just, be, just because, um, now a lot of people uh, going back to uh, uh, referencing Elon Musk again. I know this is this is a weird circle, but no, it's okay. he he he's he's an inventor. He's a creator, right. much like, and he is an artist. Right. I mean, he he, des- he personally designs the stuff himself. He doesn't just. I mean, there, he has a whole business, but he's in there hardcore, like developing, mapping stuff out. Like he's d- down to the nitty gritty, and he's a genius. Yeah, but he, I mean, his car. If you and it, his car has Easter eggs, like you know how movies and video games has Easter eggs. His yeah. car, if you play a certain uh, ballet song, his car will start dancing. Oh my god! But see, that's the imagination of an artist. He made, he made yeah, the SpaceX cool. rocket. He made the SpaceX rocket. The top of it was don't. He made it. It was like this, and he made it domed, mm-hmm. and he spent like sixty billion, six billion dollars on it or something. You know why? Because the uh, rocket ship in the movie Spaceballs was more dumb, so he wanted it to look like the movie for the one from the movie Space. He just does it because it's fun, and I oh, that's that like the so best cool. kind of that's artist. Like, that's and funny. to me, that's the best kind of billionaire too. 
that's yeah. the person that's the person you want to have the money like he he's very smart very strategic and very just like he's just fun kind of you know he does he he does things because they're they're just like he can do them and he's fun and and that's the best kind of artist i think um oh um uh, introduce well I'm, I'm shy about it now like I, there's layers to me as, as i always say but um, i actually do music too and um before um the whole schizophrenia thing happened i was actually uh trying to well i wrote out uh an album and i was going to call it eclectic soul and it was a mix of poetry with um music that i wrote so i, I would love to like you know, jam or um, maybe write with you and Cage one time. That'd be really cool. Yes. Oh my God. You know what? There is never and quote somebody out there who knows hip hop better than me. Go ahead to correct me if I'm wrong. But in my opinion, there has never been a good hip hop album without le- without at least one female vocalist on that motherfucker. I mean, listen to Biggie, listen to Biggie Smalls and Tupac, and that is like the. I mean, that's the golden standard for what hip hop is, even to this day. And there were there were female track. I mean, female was half the like. Um, biggie, 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 can't you like that? You know what I mean? There's no way that would have that either of those albums would have worked without. Uh, I think it does need a little bit of a female touch if we're gonna do an album. So That's absolutely, absolutely. The minds are are I I sing, <laughs> so it it is one of those things. Um, I'll have to go through my um list and then like you know kind of um give you guys a song that maybe you guys can bounce off of because like I said, it's eclectic. Yeah. My songs are pop. I have a country one. I have a, um, you know, just regular uh, rock and roll. Like my genre is more like jazz and I like instruments. I'll say that. So, yeah, yeah. I listen to, I listen to, and I, and people probably won't be surprised, um, you know, that I listen to rap. Obviously I right. listen to a lot of, I listen to a lot of rock obviously. And I also listen to a lot of country um, I, those are the three I was raised on, but some people might be surprised to hear that one of my favorites of all time is, uh, Beethoven. Oh. Um, I mean, yeah. Oh, oh my God. The man is a fucking genius and he didn't even listen. Like he he couldn't hear. He was deaf. He, so he couldn't even listen to the music. When we talk about the universe and the energy and we're talking about vibes, right? Catching a vibe. I'm catching a vibe from you. You're catching a vibe from me. That man literally felt the vibrations of the universe. Yeah. He felt the vibrations of the universe and created music with it. And, and I mean, uh, I think it's his ninth symphony. The one that's like very often in a lot of movies, like maybe a lot of chase scenes, stuff like that. Right. Um, I, I'd have to, I, I'm pretty sure it's his ninth symphony, but it is one of my favorite songs of all time because without any words at all, it tells a story and it just brings you up and down and up and down and just these, this emotional roller coaster of just, and it's amazing. And there's a reason why, you know, Biggie and Tupac are the gold standard for what music for what hip hop music is supposed to be. And there's a reason why Beethoven is the musical standard for what all music is supposed to be, because that's what all music is. for. that's what all art should be that it should be a reflection of the pure feelings. You should literally tune into the vibrations of yourself, 
the universe and whatever instruments you're playing or who, you know, if you're like we were talking about with kind of uh, reading people's thoughts where like you can um, understand people because you're, you're on the same vibration frequency. You know, you can finish their sentences like cage. Me and him are probably good enough at some points to probably finish each other's sentence at this point. And Beethoven was on a vibration with an entire orchestra of people. They were all on the se- vibrating on the same frequency as him at the same fucking time. Yeah. Well, he was <laughs> deaf, and it, it, it's just amazing. It, and that's and that's that's what it kind of. Uh, there's not a lot of bands nowadays. No. A lot of single single artists, and I think there's something about a band that it had, brings a certain energy. Um, these the people collaborating and you and and vibing together on the same frequency and using their art collectively to create something amazing. Right. There's something about it that you don't get from a, a solo, uh, you know, performance or a solo artist or even um something that's made by a computer because all this shit is AI nowadays. AI. I mean, I heard an AI song the other day and I was like. That's actually a good song. What the hell? Yeah. Well, so I was like, what? It's scary. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's um, you know, off of, you know, us. <laughs> Technically, our vibration and what we bring to the table. So, you know, AI is bounced off something. It's still a vibration in some way, shape, or form. So, you know, creations are creations. <laughs> yeah. And, man, it is... AI is getting ridiculous and it is scary the things that will be able to be achieved in a few years um i mean the 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 level of advancement from say 1970 to 1990 mm-hmm. is verse compared to the level of advancement from 2000 to 2020 is at least a magnitude of three times greater at least three times greater in in scale of of what we've achieved and and been able to do and the internet has made people the given people the ability to be smarter than they've ever been but also the ability to be as stupid as they've ever been because they can do things with no consequence yeah, well, and that that was one thing I seen. It was uh, he was a muckbanger or whatever, and he uh, you know, fed himself to the point where he used to be really skinny, and he fed himself to the point where he's like really big now. And I remember they were um kind of talking about him on the internet or something like that, like would you do this and stuff like that. And I was like, well, doesn't that say more about society? Is because we view it versus turning it off. He wouldn't do it if he wasn't getting the attention for it. So mm-hmm. you know, like. Those type of things. It's like, yeah, he's thirsty for the attention, but we're also the ones giving it to him. So, you know, you know, we're giving these people these platforms. We're giving this, you know, so it's it's a little narcissistic nowadays. And, you know, now there's a platform for us to get validated for that um, uh, character. (laughs) Yeah. So it's just what it is. It's the first time in human history that you've been able to say say anything to anyone at any yeah. time yeah. for any reason with absolutely zero repercussion no zero repercussion you can call you can say 
anything to somebody today, today. Oh my God. And I, I oh. <laughs> this will be the second time I have called out a customer from one of my stores, but I wasn't even, I wasn't even on staff this morning, mm-hmm. but I was scrolling through Facebook and I come across a post that said that she, this woman said, um, I didn't want, I, I a cross dresser or a, um, Tran. I'm sorry. She, uh, drag queen. Thank you. Okay. Um, a drag queen came into my store today and so, and this lady posted on Facebook that she has absolutely no respect for a man who dresses like a woman. And she was just, she's being very transphobic. Okay. And, and she, and then she went on to say, I didn't say anything because I didn't want to cause a scene. Um, and, and I just, I felt the, I, I just felt the need and I try to be the bigger person. I really do. But I really felt the need to take a stand and say something because I'm also the assistant manager at that store. And I have been told that if someone's being, you know, disrespectful to someone else, um, I have the right to keep them out of the store. So I said, um, now pardon my language because I was, I was very infuriated by, by this. I, they posted on Facebook they said they didn't want to make a scene in the store, but then they go home, get on their phone, and make a scene on Facebook. Oh, right. So, it, like, because they can do it with absolutely no repercussion if they had done it in the store. By the way, my store is right next to the police station. If they had done oh. it in the store. There, there'd be repercussions. I yeah. said, "What the absolute fuck is wrong with you? How dare you shame someone for the way they dress? You transphobic asshole! You should be ashamed of yourself." Um, you said you didn't say anything because you didn't want to cause a scene but the real reason is because you are a coward and you have to hide behind your phone screen to say awful hurtful things to people you are an absolute disgusting human being if you are going to degrade shame and bully my customers we don't need you in our store please take your business elsewhere right and it's like it's one of those examples where it's like that person probably lives in my town yeah and and they like that they wouldn't dare they wouldn't dare say that to to anybody or or mention anything like that. They did, you didn't do it because you didn't want to make a scene. You did it to save your own ass and because you can hide behind your computer screen and say whatever the fuck you yeah. want without any repercussions. Oh, that's my thing. When um you know I post you know controversial stuff, but I mean like I said I, I don't mean it to be um offensive or anything like that. And I'm always open you know to get educated and things of that nature out. I wouldn't give an emotional response versus a logical response. So, you know, those things you see online a lot, people getting checked for um, what they say and people getting put on blast for what they say. Because it's like, yeah, there are no repercussions you may say. You know, there are people, I'll hold you accountable. There are people out there who will find who you are, your name from your Facebook, what you spewed and go and send it to your job. That's mm-hmm. how serious it is out there. It, so. it is. It has gotten. It has gotten absolutely ridiculous. It's yeah. gotten absolutely ridiculous, and we've become so desensitized mm-hmm. to other people's emotions. Yeah. So desensitized. And I know that everything. Here's well. On one hand, we've become oversensitized. Like everything's cancelable. You can get canceled yeah. for everything. Everything's whatever. <laughs> but on the other hand, we become desensitized to people's emotions and. To the point where we think 
that we think that we can do whatever we want with no repercussions and we carry that into our everyday life. Yeah. Here's the, here, I, I will give a great example. And, and there are deeper, there are deeper things that man was going through a lot of stuff when he did this, but Will Smith at the Oscars when he slapped Kevin Hart <laughs> uh, or not Kevin Hart. Uh, what, no, it wasn't Kevin Hart. It was um, Chris Rock. Chris Rock. Chris, Chris Rock, Rock. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and it, it was partly because there's a lot of toxic things going on in his own relationship, in his own life and, mm. and things like that. But it was partly because especially being a celebrity and being at a, such an untouchable level mm. and with now the internet thing. It is like we can just walk up and smack each other in the fucking face with yeah. no repercussions whatsoever. And it it's I feel like he's been and a lot of people have been in that like state for so long. Like uh -huh. Donald Trump Donald Trump can just like text the or tweet the North uh, uh leader of North Korea's uh has a small penis and he's gonna blow him up. What what what? You're you're a president. That is so unprofessional. What the fuck but, are you doing? That is, you know what I mean. Like, but we can just do that now. But it's, it's the first time bait. in history. It's what's it's, right. It is good clickbait. It's good, it is. you know. But it, it also shows you what this world is. These are supposed to be our leaders. They're supposed to be protecting us. Yeah, and you know, it's like you gave big kids uh, the throne and told them to um, feed us. And they don't know how to cook. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it, it's 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 weird. It, it's just it's this world. It's good. It's good clickbait. It's funny. Um, it makes you laugh. It makes you talk and stuff like that. But it distracts you from what they're doing to you. You know, there, that's the sad part. <laughs> it 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 really does. It it really does. And and they want us to fight with each other so that we don't yes. fight them, like we were saying before. Exactly. And that's what social media. That's what social media does. That's it gets it. us. All in this big mixing pot, like, like high school. Everybody yeah. remembers high school, right? Everybody, Everybody remembers how bad it was when we were all mixed up together. That fucking, the internet is like the biggest high school. It is. It is. It is dog eat dog. It is survival of the fittest. It yeah. is. It is a fucking jungle, and it is the first time in human history that we've been able to just be just openly vile to each other and just tear each other apart yeah. like it, and here's the thing they, they, the people in charge they are basically like big toddlers they but their their wet their toys are nuclear drones or drones and nuclear missiles that can, can fly at the speed of sound like they can kill us <laughs> you know what i mean that they're don't, don't get me wrong they're and kill um a whole landmass while you're smiling at his tweet. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, mm -hmm. um, and it doesn't negate the um, intellectual side of the internet, the me and you side, the artistic side, the one who talks about it, the ones who see it, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And it's like, our fight is we're kind of the light and that's the darkness. So just, you know, we may look at it like we're on a low scale, but just us talking about it and knowing that it's out there and talking and, and all that stuff and educating people, it helps. <laughs> it yeah. helps. Yeah. It's bringing light to it. It's, it's, you know, like I was saying before, Superman's not coming to catch the missiles, but no. here's here. Like, let's try to prevent the missiles from going off in the first place. Like that, that would be the goal. You know, yeah, I mean, we are, we are just, we are this close to self-extinction. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, 
we we've actually the closest we've ever come to extinction was actually um a, a super volcano um and it wiped the entire planet down to about a thousand people we actually don't know how many people but it was about a thousand that's a concert that's a fucking that's like a small gathering a thousand people in the entire world we were that close to um actual extinction at one point um and i think that the these these weapons the and i I actually i know for a fact that these weapons have the ability to do that these weapons that they are are building now and and that's that's kind of thing that scares me too is when i talk about fighting the government i'm it's different than when the colonial people talked about fight when they talked about fighting the government they they wrote the second amendment so that they could have their muskets and they could go out there with their muskets and we are past muskets people they have drones they have nukes i don't care how many shots your ar-15 fires they will crush you they will crush you they will annihilate you that's not how we fight the government unfortunately we can't fight the government with our muskets anymore it's not going to work we, we have, have to fight have to the physically. government with our words. We have to fight our the government words. with our with our spirit. Our you know our, our, our physical our... acts. I, I I just wrote a poem of, called "Soldiers." Like, um, if the government doesn't have an army to shoot their missiles, to shoot their drones, and to do all those things, um, they just be little children, um, commanding somebody. Like rich men, they don't have people who follow them. Like Putin never could do what Putin did if nobody went over there and fought. Um, genocides couldn't happen over there if soldiers didn't go over there and fight. A soldier's job is to fight for the little people. It's not to fight a rich man's war. Um, Those type of things. It's for us to awaken and to realize, like, we don't have to comply with these rules that they wrote down on a piece of paper. Our compliance, I have a poem called Compliance, too, (laughs) but our compliance is the biggest... um, is really the thing we need to wake up to. They only rule with our compliance. And who funds not just in manpower, but in actual financial, you know, who funds their wars, who funds their guns, who, who we are the people who essentially paid for these missiles that are going to blow us up. Yeah. We, we, we bought our own death warrant. We, we, our taxes paid for nuclear missiles that at any point could just wipe an entire country off the fucking map. Maybe that's on a small, like there are some missiles and uh, there's some um, debate whether, you know, Russia is telling the truth about what they have and blah, blah, blah. Um, But there are some missiles right now that are estimated to have 10 times the power, the nuclear power of Hiroshima. 10 yeah. times that would that is world ending that's that's yeah. that's that's checkmate but I, I, <laughs> I always look at it as this and um this is my thing like i said i'm a naturalist i'm a spiritual person um naturally i feel mother earth naturally will get rid of the toxic so if that missile happens um it's because mother earth wants to get rid of it wants to get rid of that toxicity um, wants to get rid of that ego, wants to get rid of, because, you know, there was dinosaurs, like you said, a volcano wiped out, you know what, Mother Earth will always reject a rulership that isn't um, generating life. Uh, we can have, Mother Earth 
can take care of what it generates. But if you have a rulership that is um, dealing with population control because what they're ruling isn't fruitful, then it's going to get rid of it. <laughs> Mother is going to get rid of it all. And that's are you familiar? Are you familiar with um, Pangea? No, I'm not. Okay, so Pangea is what people call um, the the you know the land of the dinosaurs or the land before humans. What Earth was before the continents. Now, this is the part I wanted to focus on: mm -hmm. is all the Earth masses were mm -hmm. much more conjoined um, at first. They have split apart over time, and if you if you read up on it, eventually. Yeah. Uh, right. Eventually, Hawaii will drift away from us. Right. You California, know what I mean. Eventually, yeah. uh, eventually, we will uh, separate even more. I mean, even California will uh, cease to be a part of that that th this part of the landmass. Yeah, I'm um, from Oregon. There's, there's, it's supposed to be predicted that there's supposed to be an earthquake, a massive earthquake in Oregon. Um, fault lines all down yeah. the west coast. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um, and so, but. On a spiritual level, do you think that the dividing of the land represents how, from then on, um, nature and the creatures in, in it started to be, become at war with... Uh, do you think the separating... I mean, obviously, you haven't read up on Pangea and, and, and the theory or whatever, but... Um, the the I, I feel like the separating Pangea was basically what the world was when it was whole. And then, you know, the continent separated. And I, I feel like on a spiritual level, the separating kind of represents how we've become destructive and separated as a species. And just, I just feel like that was the, that, that planet continental shift was the start of start of the end the beginning of the end i think it was the beginning of something anew because um, we we and this is a uh, supposedly a scientific fact that we only have 500 million years till the sun boils the the yeah that's, uh, oceans right yeah that's fear-mongering <laughs> right you're right that's but, but I believe the reason why those type of things would, would scientists say those type of things is because they know their rulership is um, detrimental. It's not feeding the people. It's feeding themselves. It's not uh, nourishing the ground. It's uh, destroying the ground. It's, it's poisoning water. It's poisoning everything that humans only need food and water to live. Like when you sit back and really think of that concept, um, all you need is food and water. What are we doing all the rest of the stuff for? And it's all for somebody else's financial gain. So when you start to realize and, you know, it, the system of financials used to be just border system. You had this resource. I had this resource. Let's trade so we all can feed. Nowadays, it's I'm hoarding this resource and you have to financially give me this or else mm -hmm. I can destroy your land. I can destroy your people. You know, it, it, it wars were over a selfish need, like a, like we were talking about the three musketeers and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. When an evil existed, it was about eliminating that evil, you know, versus letting that evil continue. And right now we're in a mindset where we're kind of allowing we're, we're seeing these children up in higher um, offices and things of that nature. But we're not doing anything to eliminate the evil. You understand? But talking mm -hmm. about it and, and trying to bring mm -hmm. light to something new. 
So like, um, you know, scientists, they know you, you'll see scientists online saying we won't have that long to live because, you know, um, you know, they're so-called in the Congo right now. They're so-called worried about, um, uh, what's it What's it called, Palestine and things of that nature. What are we warring over? All we need is food and water to live. So what is this? You know, and when we get back to those basics and start realizing that, like the world should be about beauty, art, and love, and being fruitful and multiplying. Everything else was taught to us as so-called sin and hatred. So, I mean, and this is, all right, this is a, this is a, obviously a broad reach, but here's what I think is going to happen. Yeah. And I think that this, um, and this is obviously a, a, another broad reach, but like, I am a big conspiracy theorist. Yeah. Um, I think that, and, and I was talking about how there's been a super volcano. We were wiped down to almost a thousand people. I think that we are going to wipe, we are going to annihilate each our, ourselves it is to the point of almost complete human extinction and we are going to start back from uh, primitive from caveman and i think that it is not the first time that it's happened i think that i know there's scientific evidence that might prove me wrong but i believe that there's a possibility that like the pyramids or the Sphinx might've been there or already, or, uh, say like, um, Atlantis, the, um, a, a, a pre-civilization that advanced. And then for whatever reason, whether it was nature or whether it was nurture their, the people themselves, they, they destroyed themselves and, you know, they either sunk under the sea, like they say Atlantis or whatever. Um, but I think there was, there's been some kind of, or, multiple pre-civilizations that we are not aware of at all um they hide from pre pre-ice pre age i mean i'm talking like pre-ice age um that that we aren't even you know close to aware of that was far more advanced maybe not like to the point of computers and what whatnot but we still don't know how we how they got those how they built the pyramids how they got those giant rocks that high layered with perfect limestone all perfectly measured they also measure out the sun the i mean there's just I a lot something about superpowers didn't i right Unlocking. there's just so much and i think that <laughs> the i think building those pyramids shows a level of advancement that even building something like a laptop doesn't you know what I mean? I think that there were pre-civilizations yeah. that were more advanced than us in different ways. And I think that it's this universe, you know, people could say God or would a God testing us or the universe testing us. Mm -hmm. And it's like, nope, try again, try again. You know, and, and same thing, like the dinosaurs. And it was like, you know, this is, this is creation. Obviously, so obviously something wasn't going right. Obviously, Mother Nature was like, no, this is toxic. This needs to be reset. Boom, ash, boom, asteroid. Yeah. Let's reset. Let's try this again. Let's and it's like, it's kind of like, it's like, I feel like we're on like take four now or take five. You know what I mean? I think like, that's what they're hiding is the, um, the cleansing about to happen. I think that's what they're hiding. I think that's what these viral moments are about. I think that's what these government moments are about is that they're actually hiding that this cleansing is happening and or about to happen and um they don't know how to um stop it um it's it's just what it is um 
kingdoms rise and kingdoms fall. And if they don't use wisdom in these kingdoms, then um, you're destined to fall. Um, using ancient um, ancient tools of kingdoms that have fallen, you're destined to fall. So you should always work with the new. We have what what you what most would call primitive, but food and water, you know, apple trees, the love of your life, poetry, music, all these things are natural manifestations in us. Uh, the other stuff isn't to work. Like I was pissed off when I got off at work at six o'clock in the morning because I'm like, I shouldn't be up right now. I should be sleeping. You understand? I, I, I shouldn't be spending $300 at the grocery store. I shouldn't be doing all this stuff because these trees, these plants and things, I should be able to go outside and just collect them and start cooking. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's what I think they are um, hiding. <laughs> that's what I think they're hiding. And they're doing a lot of fear mongering right now. I mean, they're okay. So, and I've talked about it um, a few times before in the past few years, there has been a smoke screen of so much shit yeah. that, and it's so much. Okay. We now we've known, we've known they've had aliens for a while. They won't officially admit it until they did. They did. They, they officially admitted that they had air, they had aircrafts that were quote, this is a CIA quote, yeah. not, uh, uh, not of this world. Yeah. Not manufactured in this world. Quote. That is an exact, like, yeah. they admitted to aliens and everybody just but... forgot about it in, in like two weeks. The, there were giant, there were giant murder hornets. Yeah. Half of California and Canada and Hawaii are on fire. Yeah. Uh, Why? The, COVID. And then COVID. Oh. All this smoke screen. All yeah. this smoke screen. Yeah. It's all a distraction. It's all smoke and mirrors. Yeah, because it's like, why admit it now? You know, the whole alien things. And then it's 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 like, but you didn't introduce us to an alien. You understand? You're going to tell me about this craft, but introduce me to the alien. We're okay now. And we'd love to see one. You know what I'm saying? We'd love to. Can I shake his hand or his or her hand? Does it have a gender? You know, we're into We said we were going to storm Area 51. And you know what? We did. We Everybody showed up. They, they showed up and they had a party outside. Right. But, I mean. That goes back to the whole thing I was saying about like people feel like they've become so desensitized so they feel like they can do whatever they want whenever they feel like it. And it's like um, you just showed up on the government's lawn where they have guns and drones and whatever else. Like, are you nuts? Like, are you crazy? Like nobody in the 90s, early 2000s would have ever fucking it, – it's become yeah. a whole different beast. Yeah, but they didn't do nothing. The government didn't do anything. They exploited no. it online and made it go viral. You mm -hmm. understand? So it's like, do they have the these tactic. weapons that they talk about? Do they have these things? You know what I mean? So it's 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 just, I don't know. Remember it was revealed that the astronauts never actually went on the moon. It was a soundstage. You know, th those type of things. There's a lot and of- We just forget. We just forget about the freaking, the, the um, people in the submarine who just got crushed. How yeah. how quick how quickly did everybody just forget about that? Yeah, and, and 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 think about the submarine. Come on now, you have U.S. navies, and this submarine had a freaking remote control of a PlayStation. Come on now, you know. The not even, not even. It was a it was a knockoff. Like I have I have a good one. Like I have one of the actual eighty dollar PlayStation controllers. It wasn't even it wasn't even one of these. Yeah. It was one of no. It was one of those cheap like off brand and and. The the uh, the um, owner of the company put out a PSA 
um, or not, maybe not the owner, but somebody who worked there put out a PSA and was like, just so you know, these controllers are not meant to be used as, as uh, underwater craft <laughs> piloting devices. Like they are cheap PlayStation control. Like they were, they, these are good. You know what these are good for? If you, if you have a, if you, you know, your controller breaks and you need a quick replacement, yeah. you know, ever, not for a trip. Families? Did they ever air also, the wives of these men? Did they ever air those? The 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 funerals of these men? Did they ever no. air that? I don't remember no. ever seeing that. And they these people paid a lot of money to go down there. I they're think they billion- their families should be compensated. No, their families. They're, they're, these are so called billionaires. Why weren't these families all over the news? I Where just uh, I mean. Where are the kids? Okay, the the guy who actually built it though. Here's here's the thing: is the guy who built it, he went mm-hmm. down there with them, so the, he believed he believed in it. Yeah, how convenient. He believed in it, and he was like, just I don't know, like how brainwashed do you have to be? Yeah, to think that's a good idea, and I, but I it. it's but it's just one of those many many things that. They just throw up as a smoke screen just to distract people. To distract and people. I, I just think the next level is happening. Like there, there's a new age coming. Next level is happening, and they don't know how to uh, hide that this is a falling. I I just I I they don't know how to hide it no more. So you know, viral moments are um, great ways to do that because that's what we're paying attention to. You know, I think uh, I think. Um, so I made this piece called "The End Is Nigh," and I and I really think the end is nigh. You know, I, I, you know, the end is coming. That's what they're trying to hide. And, um, but it, the end is nigh was a kind of a, um, rap about like what, what I'm doing to like, it's, it's about the journey. We're all, we're all going to die. You know, it's the, the end of the universe is eventually going to happen. Eventually like the scientific, scientifically proven, like just like a, just like any other star the sun will eventually burn out. Like it's just going to have, like there is an eventual end to everything. And I think there has to be in order to create new things, to create new life. You know, you can't, you can't um, make an omelet without cracking a few eggs. You know what I mean? You can't, you, you can't feed the population Mostly, I mean, unless the vegetarians, but like you can't feed the population without killing animals, right? There has to be uh, death for there to, for the, there has to be death for there to be life. Like there has but, to be a cycle of like ending and beginning. But you kind just of. you just said it, and it, it's so um, it's the thing that we all miss in that little simplicity of what you were saying. You were just like, except for the vegetarians. And it's like, what did I just say? Like, food and water are all you need to live. So the people who think like a vegetarian and know, um, you don't have to kill cattle just to watch them grow. Animals are are the human creation of something that get God's universal plan. Be fruitful and multiply. They haven't changed from the DNA. The Humans are the ones who think they're God. Here's here's why I don't... Like, okay, so here's the thing that most, to me, that uh, what I've heard from the argument of vegetarians, um, most most of what I've heard is that one is that incubating and breeding animals for slaughter is um, inhumane and it's, you know, 
it should that if we yeah we're not we're not going down and hunting them anymore like like a lot like in nature that's the other reason i don't agree with them is because in nature uh a lion nobody gets mad at a freaking lion for eating a gazelle that's just nature that's just nature I, i mean you watch the lion king he explains to his son the circle of life and how the you know their dead bodies go into the earth and create soil so yep. that the other people can eat you know or they're yep. or not the other people but the antelope can eat grass and it's a in a yeah it's a circle so I'm, I'm a vegetarian but the way i learned is i'm not a vegetarian who's an because <coughs> i believe in the circle of life i'm a vegetarian right. and i believe that what you eat is supposed to be fruitful to your body to continue life I don't want to have to live till I'm 70 years old if what I'm eating can make me live till I'm 120 till I'm right. years old. So it's and I, I and I can see that, but just and I, I mean and that's that's everybody's personal choice for their diet, and I don't think anybody uh, that's that's the other thing is like that's that's something that gets uh, not necessarily like gatekeeped, but very shamed is is how people like their people choose to have their diet. Like I I don't some people have. Like, oh, I don't have respect for you if you eat meat or I don't have respect for you if you just eat vegetables. And it's just like, no, that's that's absolutely ridiculous. And that's one of the other ways that they divide us. But I was going to say that the reason that I don't agree with the argument that breeding and incubating animals for slaughter is any less humane than tracking them down in the wild and killing them is because lions can run at 30 miles an hour. They have claws fangs teeth they have big muscles they are equipped to do that right humans don't have all that thing all those things we don't have a lot of things we don't have a a fur coat to keep us warm we don't have any kind of protective shell like an armadillo or a turtle we don't have a lot of the things that these things and people in nature do but our one step up besides our posable thumbs that we have over every creature in the entire planet is our brains okay and inq and learning and our the way we've learned to incubate animals and breed them and instead of hunting them down in the wild and tracking them, that's just human nature at work. That's us using what we were given our brain, which we don't have claws. We can't, you know, we can't run fast. We can't do that, but we use what we have, which is our brain to get the food easier. Um, you know but, what I mean? To, to make the hunting easier. Well, look at it this way. Um, let me just give you a, another opening on that. Um, you see all these restaurants in the United States, France, Europe, everywhere. Where is the cattle to sustain those restaurants? Where's the chicken to sustain all those Popeye chains? Uh, well, I feel like a lot of, well, I mean, a lot of the, you know, f- like actual, you know, drive in whatever food that we eat, it's not real. Like it's like ground up. It's kind of like eating a hot dog, you yeah. know, it's like a ground, a bunch of ground. And he- here's the thing that now I don't oh, want anybody to get me on. wrong because it's my point. I, okay. okay. It is where are the animals that we're so-called supposed to be manifesting into the scientific that they're the animals are dying you understand they're dying they're rejecting i want you to look up there was um something in mexico where these animals were literally walking around in a circle um it, it's not just um nature replying but it's also animals replying to this missing link animals were walking around in a circle until they died they call it the death uh the death um walk and they were literally walking around in a circle until they died. 
because there's something missing in this world that's not generating life. It's not generating um, wellness. It's not generating anything of light. And these animals are poisoned. They're toxic too. Now, here's the, here's the thing. Now, don't get me wrong. No, 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 um, no. I, I know, uh, like, they're, we are very, like, it's, the way we treat animals, a lot of the way we treat animals is absolutely disgusting. And I, and I'm not an advocate for the way we treat animals at, at all. Right. Um, but I think that there is a humane way to efficiently raise and, and, and slaughter because you're, we are partly carnivores and we need to, or, or we, or we want, we choose to, if we want to, to get our protein that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and but here, here's the thing is I don't want anybody to think that um, I'm not I, I'm advocating for the way we treat them because like in school I read um, this book it's called The Jungle I don't know if you've heard about it but it's about the meat packing industry in the oh. 1920s and it is absolutely disgusting it is the most inhumane in thing ever not only to the 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 pigs and the and and the and the cattle and whatnot but yeah. also to the humans who worked in those factories and their families. Oh my God, it was absolutely disgusting. Yeah. And that was like one of the things, like if I've ever considered being a vegetarian like that, that's the closest I've ever come is reading that book. Oh my God. But yeah, no, it was absolutely disgusting. But um, something I, I heard, I was, um, I think it was on a podcast or maybe I was reading something um, recently is um, I wanted to get your opinion on it. How do you feel yeah. about, so the same process that we can um, create, or I mean, I I believe they're already cloning humans, but we can use, you know, an egg and and a and a man's sperm in a petri dish and grow a baby like that. How do you feel about growing our food like that? How do you feel about growing pigs, genetic genetically engineered pigs and and cattle like that? Because that's where that's where science is going. That's well, where we're going. Uh, it, like you said, they're dying. They're all dying out. There's not going to be any left. We have yeah, to make new well, ones. That, that's what I mean. That's exactly what I was talking about. I was like, it, it's it's not there. When you really think about, I mean, think about Chick-fil-A. Okay. That's supposed to be, um, you know, where we get our best chicken and things of that nature. And then you got McDonald's and then you got Popeye's and then you got KFC and then you got Church's chicken. So where are all the farms? Where are the farms? You know, you'd have to be working 24-7 to uh, sustain this. And then you got the upper echelon restaurants and you got the lower echelon restaurants. Then you got the mom and pa shops. There are no farms or cattle to sustain any of what we're eating. So we've been eating genetically engineered meat for a long time. We're just awake to it now. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I think that's true, and I, and that's what I was saying. Especially, especially those drive-in chain. It's and, and McDonald's is the big, big, big uh, biggest example. I mean, look how white that meat is. That meat is way too like it is. And they've had to. Uh, this guy did the uh, that super size super size super me size documentary, me. Yeah. and he exposed the whole industry, and they had oh. to change. They had, they didn't really change. They changed the look of a lot of their things, but it's really, but yeah, it is literally, um, just, it's basically, I, I, a friend of mine used to call, uh, McDonald's nuggets, uh, 3d printed, 
3D printed nuggets. And I was like, you know what? You're probably on to something. Right. You're probably more accurate. That's more accurate than you think. Why are they all so perfect in shape? Why do they all look like an uh-huh. ear? Why are they, they all- like this? There was this one comedian and it was like, it, it made, it put me off like even looking at oxtails and stuff like that. But he was like, I've been all around the world. And he said, I haven't seen one ox. And I'm like, I'm an 80s baby. So I know what they showed me, what an ox is as far as uh, animal life. So I, I just, I was like, let me Google it. And they started showing cows. I was like, that's not an ox. No. <laughs> a cow no. is not an ox. I said, an ox is that thing. It's, it's, it's it, an ox looks like a bison. And, yeah. and they were showing, it shows cows on Google. And then when you try to go more in depth, it, it damn near showed a dead one on there. Like, a, a, what are they called? A taxidermy type of one. Um, so <laughs> we're it's, in a world of, of crisis. It's, the Manda- I, I, it's what I like to call, or some people like to call the Mandala effect, where it's the yeah. systematic erasing of information and changing of oh, information and, and our perspective people. on things and I'm how we Gen remember X. things. Yeah, I'm Generation X. I know. You, you go look at a lot of people who are from Gen X. We see it. We see what they're trying to erase and make it seem like it was never there. And I'm like, uh, we know it was there. <laughs> you know, we're we're the last of a dying breed. So when you got a Gen X person talking, you should know and, and, and listen. Because it's like, we know what they're trying to erase and we see it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and people are going to, uh, people are, with the internet going the way it's going, like, it's people like us are going to start exposing the truth more and more. Mm. And um, Lord help us hope we don't get sniped for it. Um, you know, if the CIA comes for me, fucking, you know, at least, <laughs> at least I, at least I fucking gave them what for before they fucking kicked down my door. You know what I mean? Like I'm, yeah, I'd like down for telling the truth and living a lie. Well, like, hey, that's 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 our power. That's what we do as um artists, and that's that's what we should do. You yeah. know, that's you know that's what we're meant to do. Yeah. Um, it is it is getting pretty late though. Um, I. I, know. I, I, I I know I, I noticed you're getting a little tired, but um, I yeah. so I don't want to take up too much more of your time. But I do want to ask if before we go, is there anything um, that you would like to say to the people or any message? That you, if you could say something, uh, if you could speak your truth and get a message to the world and talk to the entire world for five minutes, like what would you say? Okay, well, my motto is I I'd rather be a stupid person than a smart person. A stupid person can forever learn is always learning. But a smart person who thinks they know everything, you can never break down that wall. So walk around stupid. And that way you don't know everything. So that way you can forever learn. That'd be Mm -hmm. my biggest thing. We're coming into a new time and a new age. And it's all about erasing what we were taught and to start opening our ears and eyes to what um, they hid. (laughs) So walk around stupid. (laughs) <laughs> yeah when when my my mom was teaching me how to drive she said if if i hear the words i know come out of your mouth once we stop the car that's it you get in the passenger seat we go home yeah i don't want to hear the words i know come out of your mouth once because this is about learning you don't know shit about shit and even if you do pretend like you don't because it's always better to get it over and over again and ingrain it in your mind than to not. So absolutely, absolutely. Um, 
always set yourself always set your standards low so that you can rise higher than that higher yeah always yeah. always i like that thank you thank you for that piece of advice yeah, it's welcome. been a wonderful time um one more time um this is neela mcswain you can f- go follow her on tiktok at poetry rose 42 on instagram at poetry rose one or on facebook at neela mcswain thank you very much good night thank everyone you. bye